May I speak in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. In this beautiful church, the Church of the Presidents, across the park from the White House and at the centre of this remarkable city, it's easy to forget how radical our religion really is. In the rhythm of our lives, the order of our services, the symmetry of our liturgy and the harmony of our music, we construct a comforting and perhaps comfortable space. We are in control, albeit with the benevolent hand of God gently guiding us. But the pandemic introduces into this a discordant note, a minor key. Perhaps we're not so in control after all. We continue to try to manage the narrative. When this is over, we say, when normality returns, we tell ourselves. But in the back of our minds is a nagging doubt. Will this be over? What is normality? And we ask ourselves, where is God in all of this? If our faith is based upon a benign God and an ordered world, then something's wrong. The pandemic shakes our faith. It makes no sense, we tell ourselves, if quietly. It makes no sense. And into this already unsettling situation comes today, Good Friday, another day that makes no sense. As St Paul writes in 1 Corinthians, for Jews demand signs and Greeks demand desire wisdom, but we proclaim Christ crucified a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles. For the Jews, the Messiah was the Redeemer, the victor, the son of David, who would restore Israel to its previous greatness. And to the Gentiles, especially to the Greeks, the pursuit of wisdom, of knowledge, of superiority over the human, of the human mind, over the human body, were the yardsticks by which advancement, attainment, achievement were measured. But into these two structures, these two measures of human worth and success, crashes Jesus of Nazareth and the mind-boggling foolishness, the scandal of the cross. For the Jews, how could the Messiah allow himself to be defeated? How could the Messiah be the Messiah if he did not restore Israel? How on earth could that be a sign of God's favour, of God's chosen one? And how could anyone imagine the Messiah would have allowed himself, or been allowed, to die the most despised of deaths, on a tree of wood, explicitly singled out in the Torah as being cursed? And to the Greeks, the Gentiles, what fool would allow themselves to lose their life in such a way? What fool could imagine that such a display of weakness, almost ineptitude, could possibly convince anyone that theirs was the way to follow? What fool would imagine that a victim, a loser, was somehow a winner? Smooth talk, logical arguments, the life of the mind were signs of success. But this? Really? Seriously? And if we're to be honest, 
don't we sometimes measure the same way, looking for signs, as we judge it, of God's favour, beauty, accomplishment, success? And don't we value wisdom over foolishness? Don't we metaphorically skip over Good Friday straight on to Easter, away from the narrative of the loser to the narrative of the winner? Christ risen, the victor over death, saviour of the world. We worship Christ the winner. Who would be foolish enough to worship Christ the loser? But this year, perhaps just this year, the narrative of the winner doesn't look quite so secure. The pandemic tests us. It tests our narrative. It tests our measures of success. Above all, it tests our belief that we are in control. In the face of the pandemic, we perhaps begin to conceive that in fact it is our narrative, our yardsticks, that are foolishness, that are the stumbling block to understanding what God is and what he means. On the cross, the despised loser soaked up the hatred and the violence, the contempt and the scorn, and the scorn not just thrown at him, but at all of us, soaked it up in humility and weakness, soaked up hatred to end hatred, soaked up violence to end violence, endured contempt and scorn to make us something better than we were, something better than we are. In good times, it's a message that's easy to ignore, but less so now. Now, perhaps, we realize that those who model Christ don't come dressed in stylish suits or cassocks with lengthy resumes and silver tongues. They stock shelves in supermarkets, take cash at tills, run polling stations, disinfect hospital corridors, nurse in crowded wards, make agonizing decisions, recycle face masks, cook food in empty restaurants, deliver packages to our home, collect our garbage, keep us safe. In normal times, most of that sounds like foolishness to us. With the exception of the medics, who would not aspire to be more than that? And yet, and yet these are the people who keep us going, who keep our shutdown world alive. With our careful plans and our easy assumptions, we're the ones who seem to have missed the point. Because on Good Friday, those people are not a stumbling block, are not foolishness. In helping to serve their neighbours, to serve us, they show us what it is to be human, what it is to be alive, what it is to be fulfilled, what it is to be Christ-like. On this day and in this troubled time, perhaps we can glimpse of placing faith in ourselves and in the standards and the measures of this world, that that is true foolishness. We see what's truly important and what isn't. Wisdom and signs are foolishness. They get in our way. Selfless, sacrificial love that acknowledges our weakness and our need for, our dependence on God and our fellow humans is not. 
Weakness that acknowledges that the simple things are the most important ones. And not an impediment, but a path forward. That's what Jesus shows us on the cross. That's what we can learn today. Learn what is essential. Learn what love means. As Malcolm Gates so beautifully puts it, now is the time to loosen, cast away the useless weight of everything but love. For he began his letting go before, before the worlds for which he dies were made, emptied himself, became one of the poor to make you rich in him and unafraid. See as they strip the robe from off his back. They strip away your own defences too. Now you could lose it all and never lack. Now you can see what naked love can do. Amen.